Welcome back to Writing Muse and Writing Mentor. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir, and today we're going to be a little bit more philosophical than usual. We're going to do the Writing Muse part of that title and talk about what inspires us to write. And I'm going to start. I'm going to start with what inspires me to write. There's a poem I love by Thomas Transformer called The Blue House. I think of it every time I think about the irrevocable choices we make. The poem is narrated by a man who is standing in the woods near his house. When he looks at his house from this vantage point, he observes that it's as if I had just died and was seeing the house from a new angle. That's a wonderful image, isn't it? That man standing among the trees. And it's an instructive one, too. There's a transformative power in seeing the familiar from a new and more distant perspective. It's in this stance that the poet's narrator is capable of seeing his life for what it is, while also acknowledging the lives he might have had. The sketch sketches, Transformer writes, all of them want to become real. This poem strikes a chord in me because it's so very sadly and joyfully and devastatingly true. Every life, he writes, has a sistership, one that follows quite another route than the one we ended up taking. We want it to be otherwise, but it cannot be. The people we might have been live in a different phantom life than the people we are. I think it's some of those unchosen lives that drives me to write, to explore what I haven't in real life had the time or the opportunity or the inclination or even the money to explore. I write to play with options and possibilities. We're all familiar with Robert Frost's poem, The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other, as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same and both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. I know that everyone repeats those last two lines um, to talk about being independent and going places that most people don't go. But, you know, who's to say the other road might not have been just as satisfying in a different way? You're almost tempted to write another poem in response describing what that alternative journey might have been like. Of course, what Frost is doing is encouraging unconventional thinking in bold decisions to travel a path not many people have taken, to experiment with new ideas and new thoughts and explore the real world like it has not been done before. He preaches self-reliance and not just following where others have led. 
He doesn't moralize about the choice. He simply portrays the fact that choice is inevitable. But he also illustrates how one never knows what the choice will mean until one has actually lived it. This poem also emphasizes the choice that one makes and not the path itself are the one, is what is of paramount importance. But the poem's open to another inference. Frost may be employing irony to show how people often delude themselves into believing that their choices matter, when in reality they don't. There's only so far one can look in the future, and thereafter the choice is a matter for instinct, for gut reaction. When one reaches after making the cho- where one reaches after making the choice depends on many other factors and what lies on the way. And this is sort of indicated by the poet's sigh in the last stanza, as well as his admitting that the two roads may not be so different after all. So the ending lines that everyone quotes become somewhat ironical. Which interpretation one wishes to follow is one's own choice. And that brings me back to why I write. I write to be more than I can possibly be in this one lifetime that's been allotted me. I write to learn a cornucopia of subjects. I write to live in myriad places among exotic and interesting people. I write to struggle with dilemmas that I will never face. I write to see the world and life through other lives. I know that sounds philosophical, but my belief is philosophy shouldn't be left to the philosophers. It should be part of the fabric of our everyday lives, part of our ongoing discourse. It should inform the way we think and the way we write. I can't separate philosophy from writing, and I can't separate writing from dreaming, from imagining. J.K. Rowling once said, We do not need magic to change the world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. We have the power to imagine better. And writing is the vehicle my imagination uses to get me there.